Hello, I'm Emily Bellet, founder of Vespod and author of You're Not Broke, You're Pretty Rich, and you're listening to The Wallet. Every week, we give you the best tips, guidance, and a good dose of inspiration and motivation to manage your money better. Rule number one is never lose money. Rule number two is never forget rule number one. Someone sitting in the shade today because someone's planted a tree a long time ago. If you aren't willing to own a stock for 10 years, don't even think about owning it for 10 minutes. These are some of the best investment inspiration quotes by Warren Buffett. Known as the Oracle of Omaha, Warren Buffett is one of the most successful investors of all time. Warren bought his first stock at age 11 and today runs Berkshire Hathaway, which owns dozens of companies. He has also promised to donate over 99% of his wealth. I wanted to introduce him since he has very valuable lessons that we investors can use to make better decisions. Let's dive in. I'm excited to announce our very first Vespot Festival taking place on October 9th. Money Matters, in collaboration with the Financial Times. It's a full day of inspiring money talks, workshops, great food and music at the night in London. Get your tickets at vespot.com slash events or through the link in the description. The UK gender pension gap is 38% on average, rising to almost 60% in some regions. There are barriers at almost every stage of a woman's life, limiting her ability to save for retirement. Today's sponsor is Pension B. Pension B is a leading online pension provider that has enabled thousands of savers to be pension confident by helping them transfer their old pensions together into one simple online plan. You can download the app or head to pensionb.com for more information or speak to their team of beekeepers. Just remember that capital is at risk. Remember that we are not certified financial advisors. Information shared in this podcast is for educational purposes only and does not constitute financial advice. Who is Warren Buffett? Anyone serious about investing will come across his name. Or perhaps you have already heard about him under his nickname, the Oracle of Omaha. Oracle since he is simply one of the most successful investors of all time. Omaha is the city where Berkshire Hathaway is based. Buffett is currently its chairman and CEO and is 91 years old. Every year at the Berkshire Hathaway annual meeting, he and his friend and associate Charlie Munger, who is 98 years old, give their views on their portfolio, which stock they sold or bought, on the latest investment fashion, like Bitcoin, or you may have heard about SPACs, Special Purpose Acquisition Company, also known as a blank check company, basically shell corporation listed on a stock exchange with the purpose of acquiring a private company and making it public without going through the traditional IPO initial public offering process. They also give their views on the macroeconomic outlook, and they also answer shareholder questions. It's quite funny because they both sit behind a table on a stage, sipping Diet Coke while facing shareholders. These meetings usually last hours and can be time-consuming to watch, but the investment community will scrutinize any change of views or any change in their portfolio. As of June 2022, Berkshire Hathaway has a market cap of $604 billion, so any small changes could mean big money. To put it in perspective, the fund is larger than what Poland or Sweden or Belgium produces on a yearly basis. That's pretty impressive. So how did it do that? Value investing. 
Warren Buffett is a quintessential value investor. From a very young age, he has shown strong number skills. Not only Buffett was good at it, but he also enjoyed deep diving into companies' financial statements. A value investor will look at a company's accounts and he will assess whether this company is undervalued versus where the company is trading in the stock market. So in practice, he will sum all the assets and liabilities of the business, a little bit like when you calculate your net worth. This is also called intrinsic or book value. And he will compare this calculation of these assets and liabilities to the market capitalization. The market capitalization is a value of the shares traded in the stock market. It's calculated by multiplying the price of a stock by the number of shares outstanding. So for example, a company with 10 million shares outstanding, selling at 20 pounds a share, will have a market cap of 200 million pounds. The difference between what I've just described, the market capitalization and the intrinsic value can be explained by expectations. Expectation is a very important concept to understand since it is one of the main driving forces in the stock market. If the outlook for a company is bright, the stock will reflect the future growth by higher market capitalization. The share price is higher. Similarly, if the outlook is grim, its valuation will take it into account. Let's look at a company. Let's look at Zoom, for example. As more and more people used it at the beginning of the pandemic, its market capitalization exploded. So the share started to go up. From January 2019 till its peak in October 2019, its market capitalization increased over eight times. As more and more people used the software, the market was pricing this exponential growth. It is important to note that Zoom was not making any profit and was also investing heavily in order to meet the needs of an increasing user base. As vaccines were approved and the crisis started to ease, its valuation plummeted by over 80% as people were moving back into their offices. I use this example to illustrate my point, but Zoom is what we call a growth stock. It is a company with high potential returns, fueled by exponential growth, which usually requires a lot of cash and generate little revenues at the beginning. So if we now go back to value investing, Ideally, a value investor is looking for stocks where the intrinsic value, remember when you do your calculation, assets minus liabilities, is inferior to its market capitalization, the price of the shares multiplied by the number of shares. That simply means that the market hasn't realized yet the future growth of a company. So I'm going to summarize what are Warren Buffett's six investing rules. What kind of stocks would Warren buy? An example, Apple. One, a company with growing steady cash flows. A company that generates cash regardless of the economic environment. The company is therefore less likely to go bust during economic times. Berkshire Hathaway bought Apple stocks in 2016 and is now the largest shareholder. Berkshire Hathaway only started to buy once Apple had a proven track record of generating revenues. And as per its investor website, Apple went public on December 12, 1980 at $22 per share. The stock has split five times since the IPO. So on the split-adjusted basis, the IPO share was $0.10. Its average price in 2016 was $20. 
a value investor is happy to miss this 26,000% return since IPO, which is considered a risky period, and buy when the company may generate less return, but more steadily. Two, steady growth equals long-term returns. Warren Buffett famously said, if you aren't willing to own a stock for 10 years, don't even think about owning it for 10 minutes. And our favorite holding period is forever. Therefore, do your homework and then trust your decision. As we mentioned several times at Vespod, less trading equals less fees, more to invest, less stress, and maybe more peace of mind. Three, company with a moat, or a company that produces something that no one else provides. Apple is again a very good example since it makes products that no one else offers. The moat also allows pricing power. The company can raise prices on its product without affecting demand. Four, dislike buyback or dividend. Buffett's view is simple. If you are returning cash to investors, you're paying dividend, it could mean that you have no more areas to invest and therefore your future growth could suffer. There are exceptions to this rule, and Apple is one. Indeed, Apple generates so much cash 365 billion dollars in 2021 that he would not be able to reinvest it all. In that case, returning cash to investors is acceptable. Five, prefer cash to poor investments. I often get asked, why do people have cash in their portfolios? Berkshire Hathaway was sitting on around 40 billion dollars worth of cash at the end of Q1 2022 down from $88 billion at the end of 2021. Although it can be itchy to invest sometimes, it is also wise to keep cash to put to work when better opportunities arise. The stock market plunge at the beginning of 2022 is proof in the pudding. You will note that Berkshire Hathaway used a dip to deploy a significant amount of its cash pile. 6. Avoid business that you don't understand well. Valuing a business and understanding can be difficult. The value will give you an instant snapshot of its health, while understanding it will give you insight into its future. As we noted earlier, the market will adjust for future expectations. Therefore, if you are not 100% confident you understand a stock or anything else, you should stay away from it. Now let me tell you a little bit about an experience called the bet. Investing is hard, even for professionals, and it takes time to research each investment. In addition, there are thousands of products out there and deciding what to invest in can be difficult. There are so many things one needs to be aware of. Valuations, management team who runs the company, governance, what debt does to the company have, trading costs, what is the current economic environment, what is the taxation context, just to name a few. If you are unsure where to invest, Warren Buffett has the answer for you. Buy the S&P 500. The S&P 500, the Standard & Poor's 500, is a stock market index, so it's a pool of investments, tracking the stock performance of 500 large companies listed on exchanges in the US. It is one of the most commonly followed equity indices. His conviction was so strong that he challenged active managers to pick any hedge funds that could beat the S&P 500 over a period of 10 years. Protégé Partners took the bet on January 1st, 2008. The winner of the $1 million wage would be able to donate the prize to the charity of this choice. By the way, hedge funds are a bit like la creme de la creme in the investment industry. 
They are the smartest and the most aggressive. As they take on more risk, they promise higher rewards and charge higher fees. That is a theory, of course. As you may have noticed, the bet was agreed just before the global financial crisis, which did not bode well for Warren Buffett, since the stock market crashed 37% that year, while hedge funds returns only dipped by around 24% the same year. Hedge funds have the availability to take on a negative view on the market, thanks to short selling. Just a note on short selling. Shorting a stock means investing in such a way that you will profit if the value of the stock falls. This is the opposite of a long position where you will profit if the value of the stock rises. Even with this false start, Warren Buffett won and gave the money to the charity called Girls Inc., which provides after-school care as well as summer programs for girls aged 5 to 18. Over the 10-year period, the S&P returned 126%, while the best fund returned 88%, and the average return for hedge funds was 36%. Why did Warren Buffett pick the S&P 500? The S&P 500, as I said, is an index that includes the 500 largest US companies and covers roughly 80% of available market capitalization. So when you buy this index, you buy into the US story and its innovative, capitalistic, money-generating ability. You also buy into the largest market in the world. You will note that these characteristics are unique to the US. I should also mention that Warren Buffett is based in the US and has primarily a US investor base. This is important since as a foreigner, you will be exposed to the risk of foreign exchange, i.e. if your currency depreciates versus the US dollar, the default currency of American companies, you will be left with an undesirable loss. There are now products that will offer protection against that risk should you be interested. As always, do your own research. So what lessons did we learn from this story? One, keep it simple. Indices are easy to understand and benefit from low fees. Two, keep it broad. The S&P 500 covers 80% of the US market. Three, Take a long-term view, since drawdowns are part of investing. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Wallet. Please share this show with your friends and subscribe on your favorite platform. You can also leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It only takes a few seconds, but it helps more people find our show. Don't forget to book your ticket to our Vespot Festival, Money Matters. It's happening in a month's time. On October 9th at the NED, we booked the best speakers and have the most brilliant community. Head to vespot.com events now. Join us again next Thursday for another episode of The Wallet. We will talk about teaching kids about money with Liz Hill, who's on a mission to help millions of kids be good with money. She's the co-founder of GoHenry, a prepaid debit card and financial education app for young people.